Hey girl, Heather Nelson here. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm so excited to build a community where I inspire and empower women who are going through hard times. I can't wait to share with you women who have unique stories and have overcome hard times in their life. So grab your favorite cocktail, lean in, and let's cheers to empowerment, ladies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm super excited to have Audrey on today. Um, little fun fact, her and I, um, she also has a podcast, um, which is how I met her. Um, we are in like a group of podcaster growing women and her and I connected and somehow we, it said like, where are you live? And we were both like Santa Rosa. She literally lives down the street from me. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and so she's been a huge supporter in my podcast growth and starting, and I'm so appreciative of her and I can't wait to hear her story, but Audrey, tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you do and all those things. Yeah. So yeah, before I dive into my story, um, so I live in Northern California, grew up here, love it. Don't know if I could ever leave because we are so close to the beach. That's my biggest thing. I'm obsessed. Um, I've been a nurse for about four years now and it's, it's interesting. I think that's what led me to a lot of my journey now is seeing people that are so sick that are a lot of them, it's, it's due to things where they're not taking care of themselves. So kind of seeing that over the years. And then also right now I'm a COVID nurse. I've been a COVID nurse for the last two years and I'm actually a lead nurse on our floor, which is just like, I just feel like I was just like thrown into this crazy situation. Um, but you know, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing to be there for people. And I'm a dog mama. And that's kind of, I mean, I have a million other little side projects and side things, but those are like the big things that, yeah. Thank you for all your work as a COVID nurse, because um, when I was sick with COVID and had my baby and dealt with all that, you guys were like little angels and the, the process that you guys have to go through of like gowning and de-gowning and masking and putting your, your own lives at risk and seeing the things like, God, like my husband was struggling with watching me. And I could only imagine like time after time and time with people. And so it just breaks my heart. So kudos to you and your team and everybody out there, because you guys are, it's been rough. It's been real rough. I think like, um, honestly, just to get a little explicit for a second, like it's, it's been really, really hard watching people that are my age passing away in front of me without family present, because we're not allowed to have people, you know, to spread the virus and just, yeah, seeing all of these things, it's, it's been really, really rough, but I have to say one of the best things about nursing. And I think so many careers in general is when you have that team and you're bonded, you have each other's backs and just to get through this situation together. I mean, we have all become so, so close. So that's, that's definitely been the biggest blessing. I love that. So, you know, my podcast is all about twists and we all have, them, right? we all, we all have gone through, um, life's hard things. And, um, I want you to talk, dive into yours and, um, I'm, I'm, it'll lead up to like who you are today and kind of like what I think what you're all about today. Um, yeah. but I'll let you take it away and I'll pipe in with uh, questions. girl. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to pipe in to shut me up because it's, it's such, um, such an interesting story, I guess. And it's also interesting because I think a lot of people go through what I did, but so I, you know, grew up in the very small town, small town vibes, you know, just really 
sheltered, I guess you could say even, and definitely grew up with that societal small town expectation as well, where, you know, you're a white woman and you're going to grow up and you're going to marry somebody that's, you know, matches you in a lot of those ways. Who's kind of, um, I guess on your level, you could say someone who makes, you know, really good money and clean cut and all of that kind of a thing. And as I made it like halfway through nursing school, um, that's kind of, you know, when I finally met that person actually that, you know, would totally please my parents and make them so happy. And so I got along pretty well with him. We moved in pretty quickly as I was finishing nursing school. I actually commuted from the Bay area back and forth to do my classes and all of that. And I graduated got the, you know, nice career job doing the whole nursing thing. Um, just doing kind of all of those things that society expects you to do, you know, start dating this guy for a couple of years. And of course he's like my parents, ideal type of partner for me. You know, he's making six figures. He's, um, he's an ex military. He has, you know, a great family background, all of that. So we're dating and everything just seems so happy, but I am still waking up kind of feeling sad. And I just remember asking myself over and over, like, why am I waking up and, and feeling like bummed out every day and not feeling like on fire, not feeling like I have accomplished anything. And I just always was driving for more and more and more you know, Oh, I did my nursing. Well, now I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm where I was working actually three nursing jobs at that time. Yeah. Three different nursing jobs because I just like needed to accomplish so many things. Um, I kept thinking that it was about the outside accomplishments. Like how good does it look when I'm dating this guy and, you know, we're going out to dinner and spending however much money on dinners and he's buying me this really cute purse or, you know, we're going to be able to afford this home or whatever it is, you know, or my parents are happy about this relationship. I did it. I I'm a nurse now, but I wasn't in love with the, the place I worked at that time. But I was like, well, why am I not in love with this place? I'm supposed to love this. You know, I I'm a nurse. Like I have this career and uh, we kept on, I just kept on going with him for probably another year after I started noticing those feelings, because I just kept thinking like, no, there's something wrong with me. I am not happy for some stupid reason because I have all the things started therapy. (laughs) She was like, honey, it's not you. It's like, it's, it's, it's not about having the things it's about enjoying it. Like it's not, you know, you can get all these degrees or work all these jobs or have this perfect relationship. But it's, if it's not actually what resonates with you and actually makes you happy, then it really doesn't matter. It's not like you should be happy. And so as I started to realize that simultaneously him and I were like putting offers in on homes, trying to, um, what were we doing together? We were trying to get a home. I think we were trying to like upgrade our cars together and like trying to do the whole joint. We weren't married, but trying to do the whole like joint bank account and all those joint things together. And, you know, it was so funny, like looking back now, like how the universe will always intervene with like, what's your best, you know, what's the best thing for you? Because every single thing we tried to do together got denied except for like, we bought a mattress together. Like that was like the biggest thing. Like 
<laughs> nothing, nothing worked out for us. And it was like rejection after rejection. And I was just like, what the heck? Like so weird. And then I got pregnant, had a miscarriage, which was like another, obviously it was a really, really hard time, but it was almost another God sign of like, you know, maybe this isn't the person. And that was another kind of red flag where I was just like, Oh, like I expected him to take care of me a certain way that he wasn't able to do. And that just like killed me inside, got me into this pretty big funk that I still wasn't allowing myself to, you know, to, to acknowledge at all. I was just trying to pretend like I wasn't depressed at all. Um, and then a few months later, I found, I was, <laughs> I was actually like trying to do a deep clean of like the bathroom and I don't know why he was hiding it in there, but I found an engagement ring that I already kind of had a feeling he had bought, but I wasn't entirely sure. And this might sound superficial AF, but I looked at the ring and I was just like, oh my God, like, first of all, it, it's not about the money. And I'm totally saying this out loud and I might get some backlash sometime, but it's not about the money, but the fact that he put no thought process necessarily into the ring, like I could tell. And then I later found out like, you know, it, it wasn't very expensive and he still kind of put it on credit or it just the way he did it was just clearly last minute thought process, just, you know, super random. And then when he knew I knew about it, he continued to kind of dangle it like as like a carrot in front of me, basically, like to get me to act a certain way or be a certain way. Like, oh, well, I've been carrying this engagement round, you know, ring around for weeks now. And I just every time I want to do it, you know, we get in a fight and it's like, really, I really doubt you're carrying it around. You're just saying this, you know. (sighs) So I just remember finally. um, what was very interesting was I was trying to apply for different jobs in our area where, you know, so that we could still kind of stay together. Like around the time that I found the ring, I was still kind of hoping. And then so crazy again, the universe, like I get a job offer and it's all the way up in Ukiah. And I'm like, this is a huge, huge commute. I can't even like live here anymore. I'll have to like separate my time between different places. And, and it was so funny. It's like the universe just showed me like something opened up for me, but it was so extremely in the opposite direction. And I remember just, you know, waking up after like that happened. And then this whole ring thing happened. And I was like, you know what, honestly, like, this is just not, I'm not happy. And so I kept thinking to myself, like, well, I, I, again, like I should be happy. I should do this. I should do that. And, um, you know, what are my parents going to think? They're going to be so pissed off at me that I'm not following through with this, this person that I've been living with, you know, what's my grandma going to think of me? She wants grandkids. Like we're he's not beating me. He's not abusive. There's like nothing on the outside wrong with us, but I'm just not happy. And I just kept thinking, you know, but I still, I need to stay. I need to to do this because that's what like society expects. Like maybe this is how everyone feels. Maybe you just settle and like, this is how it's supposed to be. And I remember kind of talking to my grandma about it and out of everybody, she would definitely be the one that says like, no, like you better give me grandkids. And like, yeah, like marriages aren't perfect or whatever. And you know what she said? She just said, Audrey, you're not happy. And that's reason enough to leave. And I like call my friends. (laughs) 
as I'm driving back to his house, I call my friends and I'm like, you guys, I'm ready. We're doing it. This is happening. I'm moving out. I know that tomorrow I'm going to like want to backtrack on this decision because I keep thinking like something gives me like a little bit of hope that it might work out. And I was like, so don't fucking let me. And sure enough, like two days later, much, you know, I feel kind of bad, you know, for him, the way that things happened, but I just, I had to go, I had to get out of there right away. And yeah, two days later, my friends show up with a U-Haul at my like doorstep and like boxes. And we <laughs> think 10 hours completely moved myself out. And I came and I actually stayed with, um, stayed right like next door to one of my, one of those friends for quite a while. And, and first time living on my own and kind of starting over. And it was so scary to do all of that, but looking back, I'm like, I am so much happier now. I can't even believe like that was one of the scariest decisions to just leave something where everything could have so easily just slid into place, but it just, it wasn't the right way. I'm a busy mama. And the last thing that I want to do is go grocery shopping. So I use Instacart. It's the best app ever. Download the app. You pick what grocery store you want to shop at. I use it a lot for Costco. I pick all the items that I want. You pick the time that you want it delivered and they show up right to your door. You don't have to go wait in line. You don't have to deal with people at the store. It's super quick and easy. All your items are saved. So each time I go to the store, I can just re-pick all my items and someone goes shopping for me. Instacart has saved me so much time and money. I'm one of those people when I go grocery shopping, I buy more things than I need. Uh, this keeps it limited onto the only things that I need for the week. I highly recommend it. You can actually get a free delivery on your first order of $35 or more. If you click in the show links and go to the link, download the app, put in the code, and you can receive your first delivery on your first $35. I promise you, you will not regret it, and you will never want to go grocery shopping again. So if you're interested in Instacart, take a look at the link. God, your story so resonated with me with my divorce um, and how my divorce went down and how I was feeling and all the things. And it's so funny you're talking about grandma because... I remember when I was going, going to get a divorce and even when I was going to be a surrogate, I was yeah. like, what's grandma going to think? And the divorcing was harder for her, but the surrogacy thing, she was probably one of the, my, she's my biggest oh. now and still asks about my, the baby and all those things. And so yeah. it's so interesting because we think our family's going to freak out and why yeah. the hell, do, that's the thing. Why do we care so much? Yeah. What family thinks it's our oh life. Why do I we know. care what they think? Why? I know. It's so uh, true. And like, right. Your family's okay now. And it's like, you, <laughs> you get yeah. through it. So, <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like during, I'm sure you're probably, what was this like early twenties? I'm like mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, this is the time of my life where this is, these yeah. are the things that I'm supposed to do. And this is, I, this yeah. is what makes sense. And this is, I'm on the path that everyone thinks that I should be on, but it's like something deep down inside says you're not happy. Not right. I mean, you know, like how many freaking nights I stayed up late crying myself to sleep, you know, just, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was not happy. I was such a grumpy person. Like if people, so many people at my job that I'm currently at, that I, I love so many people, they always tell me like, you're the happiest person I know. Like you're probably the happiest person at this hospital. Like I never see you without a smile on your face. And I'm just like, dang, if you had seen me four years ago, it's like a complete 180. 
what advice do you have for someone that might be in a relationship, um, that they're not happy in, you know, cause I, and I think that's more common and you hear a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, especially with people who are married or have kids, I think that's mm-hmm. harder for them to like make that decision. Cause they're breaking apart their family. I mean, I had to make mm-hmm. that decision and yeah. you're going to mess with kids or you're going to, you know, whatever yeah. it is, like, what is an advice to somebody who might be struggling with that or starting over? I think, also, just to add to that, it's also extremely scary because you are like, is this really happening? Like, do I really need to leave? Or is this going to maybe get better at some point? And just, you know, it's also scary to admit to yourself that you could have made a mistake or that things have changed. So I think that's the definitely the first place to start. Like I said, I just, I had such a hard time admitting to myself that I wasn't happy. And when I finally started with therapy as when I started working through that and finally realized like, oh my God, yeah, I am so unhappy. And having close friends and family that you can trust to talk about that with is the next big step. I was so blessed to have actually one of a close mutual friend of ours is what I'll say. Um, (laughs) She was amazing and totally was such a great sounding board through everything. And I mean, she pointed it out a few times. She's like, wow, like when I first met you, you were just, you were so passionate and there was a light in your eyes and you don't have it anymore. And so just being able to admit that was definitely the first step. Like then you can change it. Why do you think there's such a, a like a, a thing with people going to therapy or counseling or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody wants to admit that they're doing it or they're scared to do it. And um, you and I were talking about this earlier. It's like, you think of a counselor or therapy session as like a friend that you're just like yeah. talking to about the things and they're just going to like work through those things with you. Why do you think it's so hard for people to like admit that? I feel like there's definitely some kind of like perfectionist thing in there. Like, and, and again, like, especially as women, it's, there's something in there where it's like, we are supposed to be the ones with the answers. We're supposed to be put together and we're supposed to, um, there's that country song, the Miranda Lambert one. Um, oh, I think it, it's like a breakup song anyways, where she's just like, you know, on the outside, my mom tells me I have to look perfect. It doesn't matter what's happening on the inside. It's like, I have to look completely put together, but really like, without therapy or tools like that, all we're doing is giving a disservice to ourselves because we're not diving deep on the inside. And you want to feel the way that you look on the outside. Like you want to feel that inside. You want to feel that joy. And it's a shame that therapy has such a stigma. I don't know where it comes from besides like, I think it's that deep ingrained societal pressure to be perfect all the time. And it's like, I remember a couple of my first appointments there, even though it was in the Bay area where I was living, I still felt like, Oh God, I don't want anybody to see me in the parking lot. Oh oh gosh. Like, I don't want, Oh oh no, I'm walking in. Do they know where I'm walking into? It's like, I don't have a problem. Like there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Like even like with um, like marriage counseling, like my husband and I did it at one point and like, it, it was just so nice to have someone else that's an outsider of our relationship to yeah. see like what I'm saying or how I'm feeling or how he's feeling or how we're reacting to things to like mm-hmm. help guide us in that right direction. And I, and I think that it's, if, if you are in a relationship where you think you can work through it with someone else, then I say like, do it. Like it, it mm-hmm. doesn't hurt, yeah you know, and it's hard. And sometimes like as a relationship, you can't just sit there and like dive into like how you feel like deep, deep down. I mean, if you have a relationship like that, then kudos to you, but sometimes it's hard. And like that counselor just like pulls it out of you and you're just like, 
And you just have to yeah. put it out there and you put it yeah. out there and you feel so much better, you know? And it's so scary. <clears throat> I remember telling her multiple times, I'm like, oh gosh, you're the only one that knows this thing. Oh, you're the only one that knows this thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'm being completely honest with you. And there were so many times where I even wanted to like lie to her and pretend like, oh, well, I'm super happy because, you know, he bought me flowers this week. So yeah, we're good. And it was just like, no, I told her like, well, he did this, but like, that's a bandaid or, you know, that made me feel this way. And yeah, just having that person that you can be completely transparent with because they don't care. She does. She's not related to me. She's not going to judge me. Like, you know, yeah. she, she doesn't care. <laughs> she's just there to help she me loves you for who you are. <laughs> exactly. Therapists, they're like your best, you know, <laughs> they're the best friends. And there's not enough of them. I mean, like I call yeah. my doctor and she's like, you should go see a counselor, but there isn't any cool. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I have to give a plug right now for better help. Because when I moved back here from the Bay, I was still seeing my same therapist. I would drive to see her or we would do zoom every once in a while, but she would not let me do all of them on zoom because she had like needed to see me also. And anyways, it just became, she got super expensive. I was paying out of pocket, whatever. And I found like this, like the ad came up on like Instagram or something for better help. And I tried it. They matched me literally right away with like the best therapist who completely like she completely gets me I mean she's basically like the same Enneagram type the same like past you know family issues everything um she's like just 10 years older so it's like she has 10 more years you know this growth but yeah like something like that where because it, it it's you have to find something that's accessible to I think yeah if you're gonna start any healing journey like like this and I'm so thankful that they've come up with, you know, the pandemics really helped come up with all this different ways to do things virtually. So speaking of that, um, you, as I follow you, I'm like, so always impressed with like your journey of doing stuff for yourself and your personal like development journey. Can you talk a little bit about that? And do you feel like that situation is kind of what led you to yeah. who you are, where you are today? So, you know, I'm almost, um, it's a little interesting to say this out loud. This is the first time I've, um, said this like on air, but I started my healing journey because he made me think there was something completely wrong with me. And I, I remember just like, you know, cocooning myself in our bedroom while he would be like playing video games out in the living room. I would cocoon myself in the bedroom, like huddled with like my um, phone, like listening to an audible book at the same time I was like trying to do a journaling exercise. And like, I like, I'm like, I need all the healing like right now. Cause I need to fix myself and I need to make myself better so that this relationship will last because I'm crazy. And he like says I'm crazy or whatever. And yeah, I remember sitting there doing like the five love languages, you know, book, and this is going to save our relationship. And, and that's really when my healing journey started because I started to grow and I started to learn that I'm me. I'm allowed to be myself. I'm allowed to have these needs, these desires, these wants. And because somebody is not receptive to that doesn't make them a bad person. It just, we're just not compatible. Mm -hmm. So that's really when my healing journey started. And I'll never forget. I was trying to do like book after book on healing relationship stuff and, and whatever. And then I finally, um, I saw an ad for a Gabby Bernstein book about like 40 days, 40 day miracle book or something. And that just, 
It's okay. We all know my dog's now like, Oh, a dog. There <laughs> <laughs> she goes. Um, and that really like jump started my personal development for myself was her book. And I just started to realize like, that's actually, I think when that moment clicked was when I was driving home and her book randomly came up on audible and it was like, Oh yeah, this is my life. And I'm going to make my life the way I want it to be. And so then I started just like diving into her and she introduced me to Kundalini yoga. And then just, it was like, I can't even tell you like such an ex- insane experience. Like I would go to the bookstore and these books, I swear they were like randomly like peeking out or like falling off a shelf or something. And it was like just breadcrumb after breadcrumb after breadcrumb to like lead me into this development that I'm at now. And that's the biggest thing I talk about on my podcast is like one of my, one of my big phrases is like, you have to be loyal to yourself first. Like you absolutely have to learn how to love yourself and live a life that makes you excited. And that lights you up first before you can, like you said earlier, like before you can give to other people before I can be there to have a relationship or to be there for my family or anything. I just, I have to do what makes me happy. Well, it's your life, right? Like you're the one living your life. And and it's so funny because I always talk about everybody else, right? And their their opinions and how they're going to, but they're not living their life. And you only live once. I believe that. And like, why not live it the way you want to live it? Yeah. And I'm struggling with that right now. I've made a couple of decisions as of late that my parents are not super stoked about, but then I'm just like, okay, guys, you know, (laughs) right now I'm 31 years old right now. I'm doing this and that I have my own career. I have my own place. Like you really aren't allowed to judge me. I'm not living under your roof. Like I'm not doing anything like bad, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like, if I want to, you know, decide to do a certain thing, like who cares? Like, just let me go. (laughs) So yeah, we have to get rid of those, those expectations and do what, do what you want to do. I would say like my biggest advice to people, I think would be, I think therapist is probably the biggest advice and somehow find some kind of mentor, healer, therapist, whatever it is, someone who can kind of tune into what you specifically need for, to, to become like your own person, to become the person that's inside of you that like wants to shine, that's lit up, that's excited for life. And then hopefully, you know, they can have a book or a resource or something from there. Cause there's a million things. I mean, my, that's actually why I started my podcast was to share. I wanted to have some kind of like platform to share all the different healing things I was doing. I mean, I've done a million different things from like Reiki to sound baths, to, you know, traditional talk therapy, to a different type of therapy. That's like, I don't even know how to describe to, you know, whatever, just to try to figure out how I could come back to myself. And that's great. I think there's so many options out there and finding the one that works for you. And like we talk about, like, I always talk about working out, you know, everyone's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to like go and run a marathon. No, it's like finding the workout that works for you. And that makes you happy. That makes you feel good. And that could be going to play tennis or it could be yoga. I mean, like there's so many different Mm -hmm. things. like find the thing that like works for you and makes you happy. Oh my gosh. I have to, yeah. That just like, I have to say, like I started doing my bar workouts back when I, um, not long ago, but anyways, the bar workouts made me feel amazing. Brought me back down to like how I used to feel, who I used to be. So important. How can everyone find you? So I'm on Instagram and it's at enlightened period wellness. 
And then I think you can search Audrey Rose and it should come up too. Perfect. I'll put all your info in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. I loved our conversation. I always love our conversation. I know. I'm always like, I just love her. (laughs) I know. Same. Same. Let's get together more because we live down the street and then life gets busy and COVID is still hot and heavy. And Mm. yeah. But soon we should. I'm so down. Well, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share this episode on social media and tag me. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share. I can't wait to continue to inspire you all. 